CFI sweethearts! What a wonderful weekend to be alive! I am very grateful to be able to come to you again with part one of episode 15 of the Coming For You podcast, aka CFI official podcast. My name is Maximiliana and I'm very, very, very delighted to host my friend Rodney Ricotto as we are having a conversation about tips on scholarship opportunities. And I'm telling you, this is a must-listen episode. Rodney, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Maxi. Thank you so much for having me today on your podcast. And how is UK? Uh, it's quite hot. Um, the, the past few days has been very, very warm. But it is not that warm compared to where I'm coming from in South Africa. So, so I'm managing. <laughs> but people are crying here. And I'm like, it's not hot. <laughs> How hot can it get in South Africa? Sometimes around 43 degrees. I've, I've experienced 43 degrees, but I know that, you know, and there are other parts that can even go beyond that. So here, sometimes it's, it's going to be maybe 25, 26, and people are crying. I'm like, come on, it's not that hot. How did you survive 43 degrees? I don't know how you are alive. How are you alive? <laughs> I mean, we were born in Africa. We get used to the hot conditions and, you know, so... So even your, you know, you, our bodies adjust to living in such an environment, you know. So yeah. and and that makes it easier when you go to a place where, in you know, like here in the UK, people are like, no, it's hot at eighty. We still manage because we used to it. That's an advantage, actually. All right, then, Rodney. Thank you so much for coming. You know, thank you so much for accepting our invitation to come to our Coming For You podcast. The biggest essence of our podcast is that we want to come for people. We know a lot of people need information. And yeah. uh, today we are going to provide them with a very vital information about scholarship opportunities particularly funded scholarship opportunities to come to start in abroad and um, if you want to go to maybe america or you want to come to europe yeah there are so many scholarship opportunities out there for you to apply and you never know you will get them yeah we are also scholarship recipient we received ireland fellowship program scholarship in 2021 and then we graduated in 2022 we both studied in ireland uh we we pursued our master's degrees in Ireland and I invited Rodney Ricotto because Rodney has been very passionate about scholarship opportunities especially sharing and he actually has a YouTube channel that particularly speaks about uh, scholarship opportunities from variety of countries so he does the research he searches for the scholarship opportunities and he shares them in his YouTube channel that's why I thought it was very important for me to invite Rodney Ricotto my friend from South Africa Africa yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rodney, I think we can now deep dive into our conversation, yeah? Can you please talk us through the scholarship types? All right, great. Um, So uh, the, the first thing that I can mention is that obviously like the information that I share is based on my experience and also my research. And this does not limit, you know, people from doing further research about funding opportunities. Um if they want to pursue um, those academic um, goals. So, so basically, Maxi, um, in terms of scholarship types, we got different types. So there's actually fully funded scholarships that normally I focus on, um, and they're also partially funded scholarships. And lastly, they're also self-funded. Those have got more money to pay for themselves, you know, the ones who are just privileged have such um but um so in in terms of the the fully funded so these are just all expenses type of scholarship just like the one that i used in yourself maximiliana 
the Ireland Fellows Program, which are just pays the fees and accommodations, stipends, and you know, and also those flights and also visas. Um, so that's that. But normally, in terms of the the, the partially funded ones, it means that you know they might say that it's fifty percent, or they are paying only for fees, and then you're gonna cover the rest of the um the the expenses yourself, either it's flight and visa and accommodation. And and so 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 those are the 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 two dynamics in terms of you know the 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 types of scholarship that are available. So, but it is also important, Maxi, to to indicate that you know with with scholarships, there are those that are funded by governments, and there are also those who are funded by the private sector or even the NGOs. You know, um, with the the aim, of course, of um achieving certain goals which um, at this point in time, we've seen that most of the scholarships are aimed at you know, achieving the, the sustainable development goals of the United Nations, which is Vision 2030. Um, for example, for fighting against poverty, hunger, you know, health, and also quality um, education. So there are 17 sustainable development goals that people can also um, um, explore that. So, so in a, in a nutshell, um, you know, these are the types of funding opportunities that are available out there. You know, before we deep dive into um, the specifics here. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting, Rodney. I think that it's important to also know that these scholarship types can also be merit based. Sometimes there are culture exchange opportunities, and sometimes there are also specialized fields of scholarships. For example, yeah. maybe people who are pursuing, you know, their professions in science and um, maybe climate change and stuff like that. And how about the application processes, Rodney? How is it? I think obviously, like different scholarships um, have got different um, application processes. So, um, you, for example, you might find one scholarship that is just three pages, short and sweet, that's it. And you might find one that has got like 20 pages <laughs> or even um, less than that though. But, um, but basically what, what happens is that these processes are quite rigorous. They are quite tough. Not to scare people, as I'm saying, it's different, but because... You know, these are highly competitive types of awards that so many people from all over the world, depending on the type of scholarship, you know, and, and the country that is being advertised for, they are highly competitive in a way that, you know, thousands of people will apply. So meaning that even this looking process is going to be so, 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 so tough. Um, and, and, and again, to also understand that, so with these scholarships, because they are looking for specific qualities from individuals, um, whether they are looking at academic excellence, as you, you also mentioned, Maxi, in terms of uh, of maybe cultural exchange, like what is it that you are bringing into the table? What is it that they should offer this scholarship to Rodney and not you, Maximiliana? So and and so there are those dynamics that are, are involved. But most importantly, um, you know, it it is the strength of how you motivate um, yourself to the panel to say. I deserve to be awarded this quality because this is what I'm bringing to the table or this is what I'm willing to achieve. Because it is also important for, for your listeners, Maxi, to, to take into consideration that with scholarships, they want you to give back somehow to your country, you know, if it's country-specific and also the conditions that are involved. So that you know what, the skill that you're going to, to achieve, you should be able to give back to your to your country. But obviously, that, that's a different context in terms of like, what is it that you are going to to study. Um, so, so what I can say 
uh, maybe in terms of um, like what is it that maybe will increase somebody's chances of you know acquiring a scholarship. Um, I have in my experience of having applied for scholarships, getting rejections, and you know, and getting to a point where I got awarded a scholarship. So there were a lot of learnings that I picked up along the way. So, so what I can say is that it is also important for for the applicants to read about what the scholarship aims to achieve. Because that one is very much important. If this scholarship is about climate change, so it means that even your motivation, it will be able to align with what they are able to achieve in terms of dealing with climate change. Yeah, and and also sometimes you know there, as I'm saying, there's a purpose for every funding that is advertised. So so for one to align themselves with that, and also you know writing a compelling personal statement, because all these applications for scholarship, you have to write a personal statement in terms of why are you applying the scholarship and why are they. Uh, do you think that they should award you and not the next person? So, so that is also something I thought that you know it's important just to consider in this um, in this scholarships, Maxi. I would agree with everything that you said. In fact, I would insist on the preparing for the application processes because you mentioned there the way the process is. This process, as you said, is very competitive, and it involves a lot of maybe writing essays, transcripts, yes. letter of recommendations. You would have to provide letters uh, of recommendation from your mm-hmm. academic, your previous academic uh, institutions, and also you have to be able to meet deadlines so i think these yeah. application processes for scholarships especially the full funded ones are very competitive and people need to really work for it you can't be just a lazy person and expect to get a scholarship no no <laughs> yeah these are for people who are very determined and who really are, are very keen into meeting deadlines and stuff like that so if you are a little bit lazy i don't think this is going to to work for you and so moving forward rodney what are the tips for success i know we already talked about a lot including being able to meet deadlines and stuff like that but maybe Mm -hmm. do you have particular tips that you can air out there for people uh, to be able to follow them to get scholarships yeah yeah of of course Maxi. um so my the first tip that i give to people is apply for as many scholarships as you can um so in in order to broaden your your chances of you know of, of 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 success um, because as we've said that, you know, so many people apply for these scholarships. So so the more you apply for more scholarships, it means that you, you even um, have more chance of even getting stuff. So, for example, I, I know of people who uh, have received maybe three offers from different scholarships. So they had more room to even choose which one was best. And secondly, I can say that, you know, what research on the organization you're applying to, you know, look at what is it that they're aiming to to achieve so that, you know, your even your your personal statement or those essays that you may write, they are aligned to what they want to do because it is going to be pointless if now they are trying to achieve something and then you don't even talk about it. So that one is it's it's important. And third, Maxi, um, writing a compelling personal statement. You know, you know, I know that sometimes people will say, um, like, can can you send me a copy of the of any personal statement that you've written before? And that's not relevant. Like, no. We can't do that because it's about yourself. You talk about your experience, whether it's work experience, your personal experience, your educational experience. Like they, that personal statement gives the panel an idea of who Rodney is, who Maxi is. So that you know, so that even when they've read your story, your background of what is it that you are bringing, why you want this scholarship, you know, they even get more interested in inviting you to the interview just to hear more 
about your story. Um, and then, so as I've said, write your own personal statement. Don't get others to write it for you. But after I've written, you can always give to other people just to review, you know, to say like, how does it sound? Because sometimes we even make grammatical errors. We don't even realize those who are the ones who wrote it. And also, you know, explaining more in details why you should deserve the award, why you and not the other person. And then, um, and also the last thing, Max, that I can uh, mention is that in terms of the program that you want to study, clearly outline how is this going to make a difference in your life, in your career? How is this going to impact your community, impact your area of influence? So I think those are just the, the few tips that I can give in terms of, of success. Oh, wow. That, that's interesting, Rodney. This information you provided is very, very important. The thing that I can add from there is that um, for you to, to, to be able to succeed in this, you have to be able to maintain strong academic record. So mm-hmm. this is for people maybe who are aiming to apply for scholarship maybe three years to come and maybe you are doing now you are undergraduate or you are diploma or something. So you try to, to work hard on your study so that at least your academic record is clear. Maybe get yourself a first class or a, or an a second. That is going to be beautiful for, for the scholarship. And also another thing is at least on your application, for you to succeed, you should also be able to maybe showcase your extracurricular activities such as maybe volunteerism activities. Yes. And, you know, if you have volunteered somewhere just out of your class you know on the on the application process is going to be very very important yeah you are very very right you know because they also want your uniqueness so you write that you know it's supposed to bring something that makes you look very different to the other applicants and and sometimes you know even those um those voluntary work that we do sometimes we think it's insignificant and that is critical you know and i think like for those maxi who are still maybe at university level still studying you know if there are volunteering opportunities at your university or community, you should do it. That can work to your advantage. So thank you for bringing that one, Maxim. <laughs> Thanks, Rodney. So I think moving forward, Rodney, would you mind telling them about the destination countries? Because some people are so indecisive of, they're not sure which country is the best to go. They, they're not sure which continent. Would you mind sharing what you always share on your, on your YouTube channel, like in terms of the countries that they should go? Basically, like scholarships are advertised for countries from countries all over the world. Um, but we know that normally the popular ones um, will be um, the UK, you know, um, Ireland, um, USA, or Canada, you know, even Asia, you know, um, China. China has also been um, um, advertising scholarships. So it, it, it's going to be different places. And sometimes, it, you, for example, you may want to go and study in the U.S. And only to find that, like, you don't have, a, there is no specific scholarship that will be in line of your field of study. Uh, but you might find that maybe it's there in Europe. So so that those are the dynamics in terms of what is that is available. But, uh, for example, Max, I know that currently um, for, for China, there is a, a scholarship known as the Schwarzman Scholarship that is closing on the 19th of September 2023 um, to study in China um, for a master's in, um, I think it's Global Affairs, um, which is quite a very, very fully funded scholarship, you know. And um, and we know for the UK, um, for, from the 12th of September, the Shivening Scholarship is opening for a master's level, which is one of the biggest um, scholarships all over the world, which, you know, people can also check um, check it out and just see if they can be able to apply. So, so it's different countries, you know, sometimes it's all about people doing their research, but I will say that, you know, normally it will be good for those who are, you know, in from English speaking countries or who are able to speak English 
to go to these countries because sometimes to go to a country where they speak a different language, it must be a challenge to um, adjust. But we are different and some people are um, learning faster. So, so yes, it depends what you're looking for. Absolutely. I quite agree, Rodney. And just in addition to that is I, I would really, really want to advise people to be flexible on, on their decision of where exactly you want to apply for a scholarship. Some people are very keen to go, for example, to America to say, ah, I really need to go to study to America. In fact, I need to go to New York, something like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. how young people think they want to go to New York so that they can record a reel playing a New York song in the background. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would advise for people to be very flexible. You can come to Europe and after coming to Europe, you can pursue your master there and then Europe will open other opportunities for you. Yeah. You can go to, to the US and also you can go to the UK and then UK will open up another opportunity for you to be able to go to US. That's how things go. So don't close yourself in one room saying you are waiting for scholarship to go to America. No. Yeah. So I would really, really advise for people to be flexible. It's just like me now. I'm in Ireland, but I can go wherever I want now. Like, not that randomly, no. But there is a way it's simple for me to travel to other countries in the in the world because I'm already here. When you are yeah. in Europe, you know, it's a bit flexible. It's still complicated still because we need to have, like, visas. And sometimes securing even an appointment for a visa can be very complicated. But still, it's doable. So I would really advise people to wake up and stop thinking about one country. Absolutely, yeah. Totally agree. Because I think like it also comes back to, you know, you can just apply as many as there are so that you know what then you'll be able to decide where to go. So yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Rodney, for uh, accepting our invitation to join us in our podcast. We are really, really grateful for every contribution you provided for this podcast. And also, we hope that our CFI podcast listeners are going to gain a lot of knowledge and information in this episode. So, this is the end of our episode. And thank you very much for those who have been subscribing to our YouTube channel. And I request those who are yet to subscribe to kindly subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go and search CFI Official Podcast. We are also using the same name on, on, on TikTok and on Instagram. So you can just search CFI Official Podcast. Just to let you CFI um, sweethearts know that uh, when you subscribe to our YouTube channels or when you follow us on our social media platforms, you validate our work and it will mean that we are more motivated to host more meaningful conversations like this and thank you very much for all our cfi sweethearts for listening to this episode and i am really really looking forward to come to you with part two of episode 15 next week so hope you are gonna get time to listen to it again and i hope that you are going to get more information and useful information uh, about scholarship on the part two of episode 15 so stay tuned and bye for now bye bye